Oh, hello there. I wonder, I bet you're wondering what you're listening to. <laughs> this is Slow Your Roll. Thanks for coming. It is Monday, August 22nd. We've been hitting these Mondays. We've been on a roll <laughs> with the Mondays. But I am Jesse Caulfield. I'm a writer for the Occupy Report and one half of the Slow Your Roll podcast. Mm. And over here, I have the second half of the Slow Your Roll podcast and local broadcaster, uh, Dominic Lorenzano. Mm-hmm. Today, oh, we have a great show for you. I mean, they're all great. Of course, oh. they're all great. But yes. today is... It's a great time Extra of year. Extra great, because it's we, raining. Yes. And we needed it. <laughs> we did. It's a great time of year, though. You got baseball. We're starting to feel like getting down to that that last couple of months, you know, becoming a race sometimes for divisions, last wild card spots, where it's time to start talking football, too. So, mm. no, it's a good time of year. It's a good time But the of weather's year still nice. But the weather's still nice, yes. Also, uh, but anyway, we got, a, we got a couple things. I mean, it wasn't like the most exciting week of sports, but we... We find things to talk about, and we could talk uh, mm-hmm. some uh, Toronto and uh, the Yankees woes, which mm-hmm. is always fun. Yes. Obviously, we're going to talk some of the Patriots preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that time of year. We're going to talk a little uh, AL AL Central. I'm going to the NL talk about Milwaukee a little bit, and then we're going to bring bring back some football. It's Tommy Tom Brady is uh, missing. I don't know if you heard. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> well, uh, he's actually been found. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. He's supposed to have been found today. We don't know if he's actually been found today. Um, haven't heard yet. But also, uh, we're going to talk We're gonna talk some money. Mm. Some money in football. Mm. Uh, just uh, uh, think of what you will about that. But uh, for the most part, that's it. All right. All right. So, Dom, I'll turn it over to you to start. Yes. Thank you very much. All right. There's a lot of bad franchises in football. There's a lot of them. I want a really bad ownership. But I think today, the Chicago Bears are the most incompetent front office and franchise in football. And that is saying a lot. Say what you want about the Jacksonville Jaguars. They at least were smart enough to know that they needed to draft Trevor Lawrence in that last draft. Urban Meyer was a disaster. But you know what? They thought, we still got to go offensive side of the ball. Hire Doug Peterson. Christian Kirk, let's get weapons. Let's do what we need to do for Lawrence. There's a chance they're going to win a lot more games this year. Um, Say what you want about the Lions. They at least have a competent quarterback, though limited in Jared Goff. They've built up the offensive side of the ball. They played in a lot of close games last year. And then there's the Chicago Bears. The Bears. (laughs) The Bears. The Bears. Okay, here's why I get on this front office. The cap. Everybody has the same cap. But why are some teams able to seem like they can pay a bunch of guys and other teams can't? The Chicago Bears front office has no idea what they're doing. Now, maybe it's going to get better now because they fired Ryan Pace. But just a year ago, they had to cut their best corner, Kyle Fuller, and still eat $6 million in dead money because they were about to be over the cap. How are you over the cap? You're not even really paying a quarterback and you can't pay for the best corner on your team. This, this franchise has no idea what they're doing. Well, let's give up three first-round picks for Khalil Mack, a linebacker, when we're not even that great of a team yet, when we still don't really have the quarterback position figured out. Ryan Pace. I'm going to pick Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and, uh, and Patrick Mahomes. Um, the Bears have not come up with the times. 1985 was great. <laughs> That's not what the league is anymore. And now... Here it is again. Oh, it's Matt Nagy's fault. Let's fire Matt Nagy. 
We have a young quarterback, Justin Fields, who's flailing last year. Let's hire a defensive head coach and Matt uh, Heberflus. By the way, they've still they still can't repair this offensive line. The Bears have been trying to repair this offensive line for about four years now. The good teams in this league give them an offseason and a draft, and they'll repair their offensive line. Cincinnati probably has repaired their offensive line pretty much by the time the ball kicks off next season. And their O-line last year, though still the weakness of the team, was significantly better than it was the year before. But the Bears O-line every year for the past three, four years, bottom of the league. There's no excuse for that. The good teams in this league repair that quickly. It doesn't take that long. Here's the other things they've done. Okay. Nick Foles, he had one great playoff run. Oh, let's throw a boatload of money at him. I'm sure he'll take us to the promised land. And now, as I said, defensive head coach with a young, failing quarterback in Justin Fields. Absolutely no weapons. They had to let Allen Robinson go. Can't pay Allen Robinson. Why do the Rams? The Rams clearly are able to pay everybody. But you all have the same cap. I wonder why. Because one front office knows what it's doing and the other doesn't. The Rams, we're not happy with Jared Goff, though we gave him a ton of money. We'll move him, keep paying part of his contract, bring in Matt Stafford. Oh, let's pay for Allen Robinson, Vaughn Miller. They just seem to find money everywhere. And that's because they know how to manipulate the cap. The Bears front office has no idea how to manipulate the cap at all. And it's amazing. It's crazy how incompetent this front office is. And as the times have changed, let's look at let's look at the last couple of years, the run of defensive head coaches with quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer. Pretty much out there now how icy that relationship was. Brady and Belichick at the end. Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Those are veterans and superstars. That's not even young quarterbacks. How is Jared Goff with Jeff Fisher? Incompetent. A bust. Sean McVay comes in, gets him to a Super Bowl. All right, there's a way to do things in the league now. The times have changed, but the Bears continue to act like it's 1985. We can go defense first, and it'll be just fine. We don't need an offensive coach. We don't need to support our young quarterback. And they're about to do it again with Justin Fields, and they are going to be trapped. Because if you keep running through quarterbacks like this, you're going to fail on this one as well. And who's to say the next one's going to be any better? Because you have shown no reason for me to think it's going to be any better. The Bears are trapped and they're making the same mistakes again. Defensive head coach with this offensive, uh, with this young quarterback. They have to get the quarterback position right, but this is a franchise that never gets the quarterback position right. And Fields is once again going to have to come in next year with one of the worst offensive lines in football and almost absolutely no weapons. David Montgomery and Darnell Mooney. That's it. Darnell Mooney. That's who he has to throw to. Bears are the most incompetent franchise to me in football right now. Well, I first going to start by saying, uh, even if they brought Allen Robinson back, that wouldn't help either because he didn't do anything last year. I mean, but, I think Allen was checked out, though. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But, and I'm not going to... Oh, oh, wait, I forgot about the other thing with the Bears, too. Here's the other thing the Bears do, right? We talk about leaks in front offices. Last year, it leaks... Oh, they're going to fire Matt Nagy after this game if they don't win. What? What? How does that leak? Who in the organization allows that to happen? In what way is that to do business? By the way, what happens if they win that game? You still wanted to fire Nagy, but you said if he lost, you're going to fire him. Now you're trapped too. And what kind of message does that send to the locker room? That is terrible. That is a dysfunctional company right there. 
I've never actually, uh. I've never seen that in the NFL. I've never seen in the middle of a season a story leak. You're going to fire the head coach before the um after the game, uh, or if they lose the game. Uh, I think you're betting on that. That that was a definite leak, and it's true. The media does crap like that all the time. Oh no, I think it was a leak, and then when it leaked, the Bears like a <laughs> we can't. Uh, why? Because that's a terrible look. That's not evidence. It's a pretty bad look. That's not evidence. All I'm saying is the good franchises, this kind of stuff doesn't happen with. Even when they're going to fire their coach. You don't have stories come out in the middle of, what was it, probably like week eight. Or oh, if he loses this game, he's getting fired. What? <laughs> uh, I, I, I take that stuff with a grain of salt. But anyway, I'm not going to defend the Bears. Mm. I'm just kind of rebut that like they are the most dysfunctional in the league. Because like. I didn't say dysfunctional. I just said the worst run. I mean that's I mean that, can that's be, hand in hand. You can be dysfunctional but still be getting enough things right. Some things right at least. The Browns uh, are dysfunctional, but the Browns are getting a lot of things right. Uh I guess. Washington, but are they though? Washington is dis- here's the, here's the Washington thing. is dysfunctional, but they do have a grown up and a very good head coach in Ron Rivera. Now he has to overcome a bunch of crap and I'm sure he's going to get fired soon, but still. Well, cuz here's the thing, you say oh, they're the worst run, but here, but like just because you're winning games, I don't think that makes you well run. Because three teams, I, I just kind of want to just, uh, I went looking through it. I was like, oh, I mean, I, like, you look at the Jets, like, oh, you can make an argument they might be worse run. Oh, by they, the way, they've that- hit some good, actually, they've actually made some decent moves in the past year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at, like, Miami, like, man, <laughs> I know they won some games the past few years. But they, I don't know if anyone's had a more embarrassing offseason. Oh. Maybe the Browns because of the Deshaun Watson oh, I don't, situation. I, they clearly, listen, the reason I don't think that the Bears get the same credit as the other teams do is they don't fail in the dysfunction and uh, it's just not as loud. It's not as out there. They but just like, suck. But like when it comes to the basics of doing your job, they don't know how to do it. They just suck. They don't know how to work a cap. They're just bad. I know. So that's the, you, they, I just said just I said the most incompetent franchise. I didn't say the most dysfunctional. Um, they are clearly not as loud on their mess ups as maybe Miami is or the Browns can be. The Giants. The Giants are up there. The Giants and the Jets are are hand in hand with the Bears. I mean, I think the Jets the past year have been making the Giants look terrible. I agree because I mean that draft was pretty good. Although I will say might that, mean nothing, but but my thing with defensive head coaches and young quarterbacks, how's how's Robert Sala and Zach Wilson going? Zach Wilson is, I mean, he keeps hurting himself, but <laughs> he was pretty bad last year. He looked better after the injury. He did, but and like you know, an improvement. But anyway, I I will agree. The Jets and the Giants are right there. I have another one. Go for it. This one is a loud one, though. Yes. The Washington Football Commanders, whatever they're called nowadays. Yes. Like that's like they suck. Mm-hmm. They do things wrong, and their owner is the loudest kind of con- controversial. He is, and and Dan Snyder is about the worst owner in the league. Do you think the front office is incompetent like the Bears? Though I don't think they're incompetent. Um, they made the playoffs that I long like ago. I thought they made a coach. very good hire and head coach. I think they. I don't think they've drafted. I, I think their drafts have been fine. I, I think Dan Snyder is awful, but I don't think the football operation underneath him, on the front office level, is as incompetent well, as Chicago. We felt it was so 
obvious last offseason. Like, just get a quarterback, dude. That's a true. quarterback. And they were just like, oh, Fitzmagic. Yeah. And then he died. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, this guy, Taylor Heineke. Yes. This man. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I kind of think they're... I mean, I'm not make dumb moves. I'm not too. saying that the Rams or the Niners or the Pats about it. I just don't think they're as incompetent as the Bears. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess that's a, that's that's those are the best examples I have. I mean, listen, this is clearly a thing that is up for debate. But to me, I think right now the Chicago Bears are the most incompetent franchise in the NFL. Do you think they'll? I mean, you said this about the Eagles last year. Do you think they will be the worst team in football this year? The Bears? The Bears. Um, they'll be up there. Seattle will be pretty bad. Okay. Seattle's going to be pretty bad, dude. I think they'll just, they might get beat up by their division, but they could beat, like, the East. Maybe the Giants, maybe. Okay, you're right. You know what? And, uh, I, I think... Could they beat the Bears? I think likely... Well, I think, all those, I think all three of those teams could beat each other on any given day. Mm. If you're going to say money down, what's the worst team... In football, going to be, I'm going to say the Giants. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably pick. Them but too. the Vegas line for wins for the Bears is six and a half, and I I would bet the under on Wait, that. So when you heavily. say worst team, you don't do you mean record or like you no, look at this I, team and I'm like, no, like I, this is the worst team I'm watching on TV. No, I just think it's the most incompetently run. So then they the might top. even end up with a better record, but I based still, on but, like but I think schedule. More, yeah, but I think they're more incompetent. Okay. That's what I think. I think, at least with the Giants, you have the excuse Dable's walking in. Listen, I have a quarterback that I didn't draft who's now been here for three, four years. We have to draft somebody else. The O-line is a mess, and the last head coach was a tire fire. But with Chicago, it's like, you just drafted this kid. What the hell are you doing? You can't call him a bust yet, but you have to give him something to work with. I mean, by and large, we all want to rip rip these quarterbacks, right? 90% of it is where you land. There's a few guys that are probably talented enough that they can overcome crap, dysfunction, and ridiculousness. I mean, some. But most of them, it still matters where you land. Brady's the best quarterback of all time. Do you think he would have made it if he got drafted by the Jets? Uh, it's That's an interesting question because, you know, if he never got his shot, like, is that his fault? No, I'm sure he would have gotten his shot. But I well, just, that's the thing. You, if, you he gets, if he gets his shot, yeah, I think he... I mean, I would it know. go as well? Would well, we be okay. sitting here being no, no, 20 no, no. years later, this man is the GOAT? No. no. No, no, clearly not. But I don't know if he'd even make it. Oh, come on. On the Jets? Yeah. Who's the, who's the quarterback competition? It's not about that. It's not that he'd win the job eventually, but I just think they would no, be I so think, unsuccessful and stuff that he'd no, be like, all right, I, he's not that good. I think he's that good. I, I, I think he I, is that good. I, I think he got... To, to I think, win I think, some games? I think he got there. But I don't think the start of his career he could have overcome the garbage and the dysfunction that he would have been handled. Uh, handed. Mm, I don't know. Also, I don't think the Jets were as dysfunctional back then as they are now. Okay, who, who do you want to say? The Browns? I, uh, the Browns maybe? then? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Lions maybe? But. There's a few guys. I think Patrick Mahomes, no matter where he went, would have succeeded. Justin Herbert, no matter where he went, would have succeeded. And probably Deshaun Watson, wherever he went, he was succeeded. And obviously, Andrew Luck was given barely anything with the Colts and able to make the playoffs. But by and large, everybody else, you need support around you. And Fields has none in Chicago. 
Do you think Trevor Lawrence is doomed? I you think that's the worst possible place he could have gone. I think <laughs> I like what Jacksonville has done now. I know not everyone's a big fan of Doug Peterson. I'm not, I'm not going to plant my flag and say he's an A plus coach, but like given what Jacksonville could have gotten, right? The people who actually would have taken the job, I think he was about the best option. He played quarterback in the NFL. He is offensive minded, and he did make a Super Bowl. And there are at least now like. I know they paid overpaid for Christian Kirk, but listen, you have to make sure Trevor Lawrence works. So let's give him everything that we can to make sure he's successful. Hmm. I think Jacksonville has done things the right way now in this offseason. Will it work? I don't know. Eh. I am looking at the Vegas line, and I'm going to say that I think they have a very good chance to win more games than Vegas gives them credit for. So I do think there's a chance it's going to work. All right. Yeah, I I have mixed feelings, but. but it's it's like how can you not? But Chicago, like how do you not look around the league, see what's happening, and go? We just drafted this kid. We have to. There's there's a way to try and make it succeed. This is not. Uh, he has the worst O line in football and nothing to throw to in a defensive head coach. I think they are like absolutely stupidity. They are in a situation where they're sucked for a little while now. I know there was a little success a couple years ago when they made those little playoffs with Nagy and Trubisky. Mm-hmm. But, like, they weren't going to go anywhere in those playoffs. No. Um, so I think they're sitting there and going, like, we've only won one Super Bowl, and we need to do that. Mm. That was successful. That's the Bears' way. Defense! It's not 1985. That they think it is. I, and that's why they're incompetent. But, ah. And like I said, it shouldn't take you four years to repair an offensive line. That's absurd. Uh, but they're thinking defensive line. Cincinnati did it in one. Uh, I mean, it took them a while. When they finally, when they finally were like, you know what? Let's fix that. Well, yeah, it took them a while to realize what they needed to do. But once they actually started doing it, hmm. all right. Anyway, all right. I think we can move on. All right, rapid fire news. Yep. All right, let's start. The Red Sox. They went. Three and three since we were last year, mm. which is I don't uh, improvement I guess maybe uh, they went two and one against the Pirates in Pittsburgh, and then one and two against uh, Orioles as the woes continue against the AL East. Mm. Uh, with the Sunday night game playing played in uh, Williamsport. Mm. Uh, speaking of that, your local Massachusetts team has gone zero and two so far. Uh-huh. No wins. Um, I actually didn't think it start was supposed to start until after. The the MLB Williamsport game that they do, mm-hmm. but no, apparently it's been going on for a week. Yes, I found that out. Anyway, uh, football news: Deshaun Watson. It is official. The NFL Players Association, the NFL, Watson's camp, they all sat down. They did what I didn't think they would do. They worked it out, mm-hmm. and it's all right. Eleven games. Mm-hmm. That's ish. That's okay. That's kind of in the realm I thought it should be. Do you think this takes Cleveland out of playoff contention? I think it does. It could. If you go look at the schedule. It really could. If you go look at the schedule, I think they're going like, I think they're winning maybe three, four games without him. That's Oof. it. Oof. Oof. Uh, With how much better the AFC has gotten, they have the significantly less talented quarterback in almost every single matchup they will play in. Mm. Yeah, and it's, you know, how, how good will Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cincinnati be? I don't know, but we expect them to be decent teams at worst. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's not good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you got you yeah, it. This, for- is, this is kind of what you expected. Let's be honest. 
Yeah, I'm like, all right, the first year, I guess, with him will be the wasted year. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, next year, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But all right, for the end of rapid fire news, uh, basketball news, our favorite guy, one of our favorite guys, mm-hmm. back to back favorite guys, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. He signed a two year extension with the Lakers uh, because uh, he wants to play with his son. Mm. So not to, not to guarantee he'll go to the Lakers, but there's two more years to uh, for Bronny for yeah you know, Bronny Junior to mm-hmm. make it for his senior year of high school and I guess freshman year of college. Yeah, his one and done year in college. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't know. Like this is we talked about this with our producer beforehand, and I thought, all right, I've heard he wanted to play with his son like mm-hmm. months ago, heck, maybe even a year ago at this point. It might have been last summer. Um, and he signs this extension. We all know what it's about. Mm. And I don't know crap about how his son is. I've heard good things and I've seen the highlights of him, like, you know, juking kids out on the court, but they're kids. So it doesn't mean anything, but I've apparently he's not that great. Mm. We think he'll definitely make the NBA just because his name is LeBron James. But it raised, it, it, it made me laugh because this is LeBron James doing typical LeBron James. Because a he gets a big old he two more big years I think it was like forty something average so yeah. he's gonna get paid he then is going to sacrifice probably his son's maybe long term basketball career so he can play with his son for one year by saying that by by putting the pressure on that Bronny's gonna only play one year in college and then go right to the NBA yeah <laughs> when he could probably benefit based on what I've heard of his skills from for more than one year in college yeah. So, but hey, LeBron James will play with his son, yes. you know, like the Griffies, mm-hmm. except the son will not, not, be a, not, not make be, it this time. His son's not going to be better than his father. No. No. Absolutely not. That That is very on par with uh, with LeBron James, though. Just, yeah. No, yeah. That's just, what, whatever is the best for me. Yeah. <laughs> whatever will look good for the highlight reel when they make my last dance documentary and he'll never get a last dance oh come on they'll espn will definitely oh they'll make some sort of thing on lebron as his james D but you can't do like for years to come you can't do like a one season following because like he went to too many different teams and no it was, it'll just be about lebron yeah he'll have like with the captain did thing. you watch the jeter one i haven't watched it yet i haven't I, either i i probably will at some point oh but, i'm sure I will. but like you know playoffs i mean baseball is getting good right now so Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've I'm, seen some clips. Yeah, I'm tuning into to these division games. You know, mm. Cardinals passing Milwaukee and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that I'm, has been rapid fire news. Yes. And with that, let's talk some football. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Patriots. Yes. Uh, we had a second preseason game. Mm. What night was it on? Third Friday. Friday. It was Friday. It was Friday because we went we went out for it. Yes. That's exactly what we went out for the game. Mm-hmm. Watched all of it, of course. Love preseason, but anyway, they won. Um, they played the Panthers. Uh, it was decent. Mac Jones played for two uh, series. Yeah, he he made a, a nice deep pass. Devonte Parker had a beautiful drop. Um, <laughs> Mac Jones had some overthrows on it. Actually, was it three series? Might have been three series. Maybe it was three series. Because I think there was the drop from Devonte Parker. Then there was some overthrows, mm-hmm. and then it was just. Uh, a, a decent drive mm-hmm. uh, where he made a nice throw. But it's it's preseason. It's not really what it's about. The big news, though, is that their second-round pick, 
uh, I want to pronounce his first name right. Taekwon. Taekwon? Okay. Mm. Taekwon Thornton is out for, it's 11 weeks. They said maybe week eight could be his return, but they also put emphasis on the fact that everyone heals at their own pace. Mm -hmm. That's basically saying we're hopeful for week eight, but we have no real, we don't have a real timetable. We'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. So, and that really sucks because he was apparently lighting it up and really one of the only receivers apparently lighting it up Mm -hmm. in preseason preseason and camp. Mm -hmm. So this is bad. Oh, yeah. Because I like Devontae Parker, but he could really benefit from having other people around him. And yeah, I like especially someone who can stretch the field vertically, which Taekwon does with his speed. Yes. He's supposed to be the speedster. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I like Kendrick Bourne. I like Jacoby Myers, but like it's proven that those aren't the men. Those aren't the guys. Those are I think basically new England has three number threes (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's still a lot of questions. Matt Patricia apparently was the play caller. Mm-hmm. For the entire game, mm-hmm. um, and actually, hey, Bill Belichick made a joke after he smiled and laughed. Uh, mm-hmm. He was asked because okay. it's been it's still open, and still people are you know seeing what's up, who's going to be the play caller, who's going to be where in the coaching for offense. Um, mm-hmm. And he was asked like, does this uh, is it still open, or does this maybe a little more definitive? And t- Bill's like. He laughed and said, oh, it's still open. Like, this means nothing. It's like, all right. And even if it meant everything, Bill wouldn't tell us. So. Well, exactly. You know, I, I I think it wasn't last week. I think it was two or three weeks ago we did talk about this. And I at least said, do you think Bill's actually deciding who's going to call plays? Or do you think he just doesn't want to say it because he doesn't want anyone in the league to, like, have anything to go on? Like, do you are you saying, like, you feel like, like he's like known Bill, for a while? Yeah, like, Bill already knows who he's going to d- use. That's definitely, he just doesn't want the league to know. That's definitely Bill's MO. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. But at the same time, I feel like he's... He definitely probably had to feel something out here. Yeah, he's almost... If he is, he's playing it a little too well. Uh-huh. And almost to the detriment of the offense, which, at that point, I don't feel Bill will do. Mm-hmm. So I... I Maybe a little bit, and maybe at this point Bill knows, and yeah. he's still going to play that up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe maybe that was the dress rehearsal, and Matt Patricia nailed it in Bill's eyes, and he knows, but he's not going to say it. Um, but I don't think Bill is known for a while. Okay, it's easy because they were acting too well. Okay, Mac Jones is pissed off at camp every day. Like, yeah. Yeah. is Bill telling him to do that? Is Mac not in on it? Yeah, I mean, Bill's just like, yes, this is all what I want. No, I don't. I don't think he's going that hard. Okay. I don't think Bill is that much of a, a puppet manipulator. Master. Yeah, um, what's the word? Marionette guy, person yeah. thing. Yeah. No, I get you. Uh, I don't know. I think the loss of Tyquan Thornton. I mean, listen, when we go over the season, probably uh, you know we're gonna have Dan on the show. We're gonna go over the football season probably the week before it starts. We'll have our definitive things, but I'll be honest. Right now, I'm thinking seven and ten for the Pats. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I mean. You know, how did you 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 weren't that happy about the pick? I know you like because you felt it was a reach, but like what with Thornton? Yeah, this the the speed factor. We've been saying it for years, and we finally get one, and it's like he hurts himself. I mean, he didn't hurt himself, but he gets hurt. Um, I mean, I didn't have a huge issue with the Thornton pick. It was the Cole Strange one. I really didn't well, yeah, like. but you still felt it was a reach. Yeah, and I people thought, felt it was a reach. I thought it was a reach. Um, 
But I can see the argument of like, yeah, but they drafted for need. Sure. Mm. Um, you know, going against that um that old Giants mantra. Oh, Dave Gettleman. You just get the best player. You got to you got to draft best player available. Daniel Jones is the fifth best player. <laughs> fifth best player in college last year. Played for Duke. Couldn't could, couldn't complete sixty percent of his throws. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, at Duke. Um, but anyway, so. Ah, uh, this is. I mean, I like what I saw from that last game with the Patriots. Again, preseason, take it with a grain of salt. Like, like literally all of them, they don't matter. This yeah. is literally just to stretch them out. Yeah. I mean, see what some of the younger players got. But oh, this is a big blow. This yes. is a big blow. That's right. and, and this is a big blow to an offense that we have no idea mm. the potential. Mm. So, who's going to be the third down back? You think? I think it's going to be J.J. Taylor. All right, maybe. Because, um, I mean, yeah, Ramon Ray Stevenson's not a, a big guy. I mean, J.J. Taylor's not a big guy either. Yeah, but that's, that's what I mean by a third down back. Usually the third down back is smaller because he's the guy that's like, catching the ball on the, you know, uh, well, on the dump okay. offs. Oh, well, I was like. thinking short yardage, okay. Uh, no, 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 no. I meant like the guy. Like the, the Kevin James Falk. Falk. Yeah, the James White okay. Kevin Falk. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, yeah, Jen Jane Taylor was probably a good one. Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, Damien Harris is dynamic, but. He doesn't catch the ball. Like no, that. not really. <laughs> uh, I remember them trying it out with Ramondre Stevenson. But I don't think he, so. He's kind of, he, he likes to drop. <laughs> um. So, yeah, probably. Yeah. That's kind of by default, I feel, at this point. Yeah. <laughs> probably. You know, obviously, it, there's been an off season. These guys can. You know, Ramondre Stevens just could have been like just sitting there getting passes thrown to him. After you know who's a huge winner though? Now that Tyquan Thornton got hurt, Jacoby Nelson. Ag- no, Nelson Aguilar. I, well, actually, he did look good in that last game. But like, I, yo, I forgot about him. No, but I thought Nelson Aguilar was like in danger of getting cut. Um, maybe just because like at the end of the day, you thought, well, he's not really better. He's not really any better than Jacoby Myers or Kendrick Bourne, and yet I'm paying him more money. So it felt like. Aguilar could get the the axe. But now that now that Taekwon goes down too, you can't. Yeah. Nelson's gonna be here. Yeah. Oh yeah, de- <laughs> probably definitely at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um I haven't thought about him much. Ex- I, there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> um but that's the thing, actually. He he made some appearances in that last preseason game. He did. So you know, that that's also a good step for him. You know, that that was probably ex- you know, he had a he had a great week. His competition went down for eleven plus weeks, possibly, and he had a good preseason game. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good, that's a good, that's a good point. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar, look for that guy. Yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna throw a curveball in here for a sec, just because we're talking about preseason. I want to talk about something really quick before we go to our break. Are we good on the Pats talk? You think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I just say the Dallas Cowboys in their preseason game had 17 penalties? Did they? Yeah, that's amazing. That is awful. That's incredible. Like. I think. Do you know the yardage? No, I don't know the yardage. But oh, like, this is off the heels of like, what the f- twelve or thirteen penalties they had in the yeah, playoff game yeah. against the Niners. Yeah, a lot of them pre-snap. Uh, like, what is Dallas thinking? What do they do? Mm. Like, you clearly don't have a head good co- head coach. You're not buttoned up at all. And you could you could get away last year and probably the year before just because of the talent on the roster. But now you don't have that kind of talent anymore. You know, I feel like this... Like, I think the Eagles could beat them for the division. 
Maybe because I there's there's signs coming out of that camp that nobody gave a damn in the off season. Like mm-hmm. No one like people didn't really care that much about their workouts and off season training and stuff like that. Because like you look at like Diggs, mm-hmm. like he came in and like he literally deleted his Twitter because yeah. people were constantly peppering him with him getting burned yeah. by like rookies and uh, undrafted free agents in camp just time after time again. Um, I heard like the quarterback play has been kind of lackadaisical out of that camp. So it kind of seems like people didn't. They're like, we're just the Cowboys. We'll be good next offseason. Well, I don't think Mike McCarthy runs a tight ship at all. I don't think they're buttoned up. I think that's clear by the fact that they were number one in penalties last year, which it's not the only indicator. But then when you have 12 penalties or 13 penalties in a playoff game, a bunch of them pre-snap, ball start. Guys lining up wrong, guys lining up offsides, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, like you're not buttoned up. I'm excited. I'm excited for that. And I, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder at what, like, could he lose his job this year mm. during the season? Uh, maybe. I mean, it's got to be, I think it's got to be horrible. Like, I guess, but here's the thing, but here's the thing that's going on. If right, but, some... but here's the other thing coming out of Dallas camp, right? There's a rift between the players too, because a lot of them now are pro Dan Quinn. Ah. And they think that Dan Quinn could take over as head coach. It's a mutiny on the ship. No, I really think that you could have a mutiny by week 10, 11, 12 Mm. if things aren't going well. Interesting. (laughs) And they are significantly less talented this year than they have been in years past, and that old line is only getting older. Mm. But now no more Amari, no more Cedric Wilson. They're going to have to depend on Michael Gallup coming back from an injury and C.D. Lamb being the number one. And then after that, it's a whole bunch of nothing. Mm. So, I mean, here's the thing about that, though. I they could be like sub 500, mm-hmm. but as long as they're still like in the hunt, like I think Mike McCarthy's safe. He might be. He's Jerry. He might be safe for the year, but that doesn't mean that there's not a mutiny going on behind closed doors. Sh- sure, between and he, the players, he might still back get Dan Quinn. He might still get the axe in the off season after, but mm-hmm. like it, I think it's got to be like horrible like you're sitting in last in your division well they're not going to sit in last because they're in a the giants yeah yeah they're they're in maybe the worst division in football so like i kind of think and like with their conference like i feel like being in the hunt is not going to be that hard probably not and yes with the division it won't be that hard i think it has a, a potential to get really ugly though and really loud in dallas here's the thing it could get really ugly with like Never cleaning up these penalties. Um, Diggs getting burned all the time. Like, just stupid, stupid bon- uh, boneheaded plays. Um, and if. Oh, you mean like calling a quarterback run when you yeah. don't have any timeouts left? With sure. <laughs> Stuff like that. Uh, or just like, you know, like no one knows who like the coverage is supposed to be and like where they're supposed to be lined up and like stupid crap, lazy stuff like that. But I still think the conference and the division is bad enough that, like, it could look that bad, but the record mm-hmm. might not show how sloppy and crappy the play will be on the field. Okay. Because I think the conference and the division are just kind of that bad. I guess. Like, you, like, oh, the Eagles coming out of the division. I think they could mm-hmm. because I think they had probably the best offseason in that division mm-hmm. um, based on player personnel. I know we still don't like the quarterback. Mm. But, um, like, any of those games, 
because all those teams are so bad in one form or another, where it's just like, all right, the Giants just suck everywhere. Mm. Um, the the Dallas Cowboys are just an absolute mess. Eagles have no quarterback. Mm. And then the Commanders are a pile of crap. Mm. But at the same time, they all, I feel, can beat each other. Yeah. So that's what I mean by, like, the teams they're going to face are all bad enough that it, no matter how bad the play is, I still think they have a chance to be there. Okay. That makes sense. All right. We're going to take a quick break then. Then we're going to do some more baseball talk as we talk about coming down to the, you know, those uh, the playoff race. You know, guys are getting eliminated. Some guys are fighting for last division spots. So we're going to get into a couple of stuff like that when we get back from the break. Stick with us, guys. Here at Slow Your Roll, moving on to some baseball talk. Always good to talk about the Yankees continuing to flounder. Three and seven in their last ten games. They just lost three of four to the Jays. I was hoping that the Jays could take that one yesterday and finish off a four-game sweep. That's always hard to do in baseball, though. And they could not. Yankees at least salvaging that one, uh, four to two over Toronto. But the Yankees... Over the past two weeks, I've averaged two runs a game, and they've been shut out four different times. Uh, a once well into the double-digit leads for the division has now shrunk to eight games over Toronto and Tampa. So there is time to right the ship. But do you think that there's a chance that the Yankees could finish this collapse off and actually lose the division? I'll tell you something right now. We all knew they were playing over their heads. But to be collapsing for like a month and a half, two months straight, that is way more than just a natural correction. And by the way, you can tell by some of the games, some of the swings that they take and stuff, it's in their head. It, yeah. Like it's badly in their head right now. I think there's a chance that they could. It, yeah. I mean, actually, it's weird because we are in, we're getting close to September now, <laughs> but we're not actually as close to the end of the regular season as we normally would be here mm-hmm. because of the the lockout at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. There's still 40 games. Yeah. So, and I mean, actually, here's the thing. Tampa and Toronto both are eight games back. Yes. And actually, Tampa was in the last 10 is the hottest team in that division. Um, so we're talking about Toronto coming up on them. I mean, Tampa is too. Like, don't, mm. don't write them off. Yeah. Um, but I said last week, like this, it's like it's almost too terrible, and there's almost too, there's too much time for the Yankees to right this ship. It's it, but it is so bad right now that like I still think there is. It's time. not only just so bad though, but it's when 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 this happens this late in the year, and when you think you were safe, and now all of a sudden you weren't. We saw this with the Red Sox when they collapsed. You know, 
back in what was it 2013 when we won that year oh uh, yeah what year was it what year was the collapse oh oh with the the, the yeah back in that, that and was all. 2011 11 yes okay, 2011 2011 we saw it then too it's like every team goes through their struggles but if that struggle had happened in july or june or may it probably wouldn't have gone on as long but then like you got to that point where the end of the year and you were seeing the division lead continue to like it just made it worse and it made it as i said get in their head mm-hmm. and if you saw some of the swings that they were taking in that toronto series it looks like it's in their head right now yeah no it definitely is that that 2011 red sox team was a perfect storm mm-hmm. where like uh, a collapse like that is almost like one in a million because of just everything going on in, in and around the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe a lot of that is going on because they're clearly shook. You had Garrett Cole running out of the dugout mm-hmm. because Aaron Judge got hit with a pitch. And then Aaron Judge and um, uh, Manoa mm-hmm. like, were like, all right, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no intent here. But then Garrett Cole is yelling on the side, like, mm-hmm. um, and then I called him out after the game, like, you know, step past the uh, the Audi sign, like, if you're actually serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you can see him in the dugout, punching. They're all like punching the the ceiling of the dugout, throwing their all equipment. It, it definitely is in their head. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, what I with the forty games, like, they could collapse and write the ship too late. Like, I still think they'll probably write the ship. There's just too much time, and they're too terrible right now. Mm-hmm. This is like Reds at the beginning of the season terrible. Yeah. Um, and there's too many good, like, you know, Stanton will come back. Aaron Judge, I mean, he's the only person still doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Andrew Benny on this team. There's Garrett Cole on this team. There's too many good players for them to be this bad. Mm-hmm. But it is in their head, and that's what's prolonging and keeping them going. And there is time for it to go bad, and there is time for it to write your ship. It's just like, what's going to happen first? Mm-hmm. And because it is so bad, like, yeah, they are in danger. Suddenly, they are in real danger of this. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll miss the playoffs, especially with oh, I don't think they'll the miss the, with the two men and goddamn wild card teams. No, I don't think they'll miss the playoffs, but I I think there's a chance that they could. Well, you're praying to God your bet hits. <laughs> oh, oh, a hundred percent. I'm I'm being optimistic here because I want to win that bet. Tampa's coming, bro. Tampa's not going to do. Would it be? Would it? Break your heart if the collapse does truly happen. But Tampa takes it. But it is Tampa. That would piss me off. (laughs) (laughs) That would that would piss me off so hard (laughs) if it was Tampa and not Toronto. Yeah. Now that would make me angry. Uh, They do have to. They do have to play two against the Mets now too, who are continuing to play great baseball, and they have to deal with Max Scherzer right off the bat. Mm. And Toronto. Toronto gets. One of the worst teams in baseball, the Red Sox, right, right, right now. <clears throat> yes. That's who we play. Ah, I wouldn't say one of the worst teams. You're right. We, we're playing 500 ball. Yes. Actually, we're 6-4 and four in the last 10. Second yeah. best team in the division. So in the Toronto last gets Boston <laughs> right now. The Yankees have two against the Mets. Um, after that two-game series against the Mets, though, I believe they do get Oakland at least. So at least that's a break uh, for the Yankees to try and right the ship. I'll tell you, though. I'll tell you. If they drop two of these games to the Mets, right? But let, let's say they drop both two, which totally could happen. Mets are playing way better baseball. They have to deal with Scherzer in the first game, too. If they drop two or three to Oakland right after. Mm. Is, it, <laughs> is it in Oakland or New I York? I think it's in Oakland. Okay. But don't quote if, me on if, that. If Montas pitches, that's, a, that's, that's good for Montas. Yes. He's in Oakland. Yes. So yeah, he's, he's not doing great with the lights in New York. No. no but he, That's you know, why I said I think they got the wrong guy. 
Well, I do. I wasn't. I mean, I'm sure it was you who sent me that. So I don't remember specific what the stat was of like Montas this year. Might have been even like before that mm-hmm. of him in Oakland or at home yes. versus him away. Yes, and he's good. That's why I say he's good in Oakland. Yeah. So not work, as good on the road. That might work out. They could. They could. I tell you though, if they if they drop two or three to Oakland too. Oh, 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 oh. Well, what's it like? Oh, you they'll, you know they'll be pressing that panic button. They've won like four games since the trade deadline. <laughs> it's not been many. It's bad. It's bad. And I, here's the thing. I, I called them a winner. Mm-hmm. I called them a winner. Like, you got you got the guys. You got you Montas. Wanted. You got Benintendi. You <laughs> got some good bullpen health with Efros uh, and the other one from Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, you got rid of Gallo. Yes. So, like, you did the things. That you wanted. But, oh, man. And I know this started before the deadline, but it got significantly worse. After the deadline, it did. It did. All right, so from that playoff race now to the AL Central. Take it away. All right, this one was surprising because this one actually, like, it it surprised me. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know it happened until after it happened, but Minnesota is no longer leading the AL Central. It is the worst team name in baseball one of the worst in sport it's the guardians it's mm-hmm. the cleveland guardians and guess what no one in cleveland is there to see it they don't support the guardians they don't like the team name um and i i i want to put all this i want to shine a light on my man terry terry francona because mm-hmm. i think a lot of this falls on him yeah like there is some good players on that team. there is but they're all really young it's a super young team and the, i think terry I, I don't know. Terry Terry's just a guy that I've I've I was so mad when he left the Red Sox and I put a lot of this on his shoulders. Um this is shocking. Mm. It's not even I mean, here's the thing. The White Sox have gotten better even as well, mm-hmm. but it's not even the White Sox right now. Um and I understand Minnesota's playing five hundred ball since the deadline. Uh Minnesota has had a brutal schedule. I mean, they have played some of the best teams right now that they've They've had to play Houston. But, they played the Dodgers. But it hasn't been terrible. That's no, why I say like it's been no, 500 ball. No, I know, but I'm saying Minnesota has had to go through a brutal stretch. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. And like the point I'm making with this though is it, this has been this has been the Cleveland show. Yes. The, but a, a good one. Mm-hmm. So to those 15 people that watched the Cleveland show out there, that was funny. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about it because I thought. I thought Minnesota was like, oh, you just got this in the bag. Mm-hmm. Like, I know Cleveland's been there, and it's like, oh, but like, I, I, I was so ready for them to fall off at any moment. Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened. Cleveland is still here. Mm. Shout out to Terry. Yes. Yeah. And you know, this is a really good young team. I, I, I think I don't think this is a fluke. I think they'll be pretty good now um, next year and the year after. Oscar Gonzalez, I really like. Uh, Tristan McKenzie, who's been a top prospect for a while. Always had control issues. He's really starting to figure it out this year. He's just coming off, a, I think, a 12 or 13 strikeout performance just a few days ago. Um, so, you know, Cleveland, Cleveland's legit. Cleveland's for real. You know, I, I got to give my dad credit, actually. He told me about a month ago that he really liked this Cleveland team, and he thought that they had a chance to overtake Minnesota for the division. Um, the Twins, as I've said, have had a brutal stretch as far as difficulty of schedule. Um, they had one of the most difficult schedules in the second half it's going to get a little bit easier now though um so right now over the next two weeks cleveland who's a game and a half up on minnesota will be at san diego for two at seattle for three 
home against Baltimore for three, and then home against Seattle for three. So they're facing three straight playoff teams for the next two weeks. Uh, On the flip side, Minnesota gets three at Houston, obviously tough, but then three at home against a San Francisco team that feels like it's kind of in free fall a little bit, Uh, three against Boston, and then three at the Chicago White Sox. So two-week stretch here will be very eye-opening as the Twins schedule gets at least a little bit easier than it's been, and Cleveland has to face three straight playoff teams. Mm. Um, these both of these all these AL Central teams have plenty of series left against each other. Let's not forget Chicago. I think is what two and a half, three games out right now. So the White Sox still have a chance, uh, and I believe Cleveland and Minnesota have two series remaining, both in September, um, before before all is said and done. So all three of these teams are still in it, and a chance to to destiny is in their hands a little bit because they'll play each other quite a bit. But this next two weeks, as I've said, San Diego, Seattle, Baltimore, and Seattle again, definitely the time to watch the Guardians and see if they can keep this going uh, against other playoff teams. Yeah. And this is um, this is interesting because Cleveland was, they were getting rid of assets mm-hmm. like Lindor a couple of years ago. And many people even said they should have gone even further, like just bite the bullet, get rid of uh, Ramirez, mm-hmm. um, do a true rebuild. They said no. Yeah. And here they are. Mm-hmm. So um, credit to Cleveland, which I never thought I'd say. Yeah, no, I, I think they've done things the right way so far. <clears throat> and clearly they, they have a lot of young talent on this team. And I think they're going to be good for a while. Do you think they can finish it off? I will say this. Minnesota has a huge blow because the guy that they picked up from Cincinnati, uh, Tyler, I forgot how to say his last name, M-A-H-L-E. Uh, let me see it in writing. Uh, anyway, the guy they picked up from C- um, from Cincinnati, Tyler, is now just been placed on the 15-day DL. It doesn't help a Minnesota Twins team that obviously got Tyler because they were thin in the starting rotation spot. So that has not been good. They, they're going to have to guy, rely on Chris Archer quite a bit. Obviously, Sonny Gray has been pretty much magnificent all year. Joe Ryan's been very oh, good as well. Things pronounced Mall. Yeah, Mall. Thank you. But Tyler Mall did just go in the DL, 15-day DL. So that is a big blow uh for Minnesota. Mm. But do you do you have do you have any guesses yet? Do you think Cincinnati uh, do you I, think Cleveland can finish this off? Is the thing I've never really even considered Cleveland all year. I just it's fall. It's going to fall off. It's whatever. It, it but they keep proving me wrong. So I'm going to change my tune. Yeah, I mean, I and I I think Cleveland will keep it. All right, nice, nice. I'm not very. So, I'm you not know very, what that means. Yeah, the collapse is going to begin. <laughs> I'm not very confident, um, but I'm going to have to stick with Minnesota. I think they'll do it. Okay, but man, that that injury to Mall does really hurt. All right, next one to a team that is truly collapsing. The Milwaukee Brewers really seem like they're in free fall. And Devin Williams has blown multiple games. They did not have a great series against the Cubs. The Cardinals just continue to keep winning. And you know what? It's too early for calling the fat lady. But, like, I kind of think it's over for Milwaukee for the division. (laughs) Now, they can still get that wild card because, as we've said, there's too many damn wild card teams. But, like, I don't think they're catching St. Louis at this point for the division. And, like, the hater trade happened. Hater actually hasn't really been great for San Diego, though. But... They had these. They had problems well before the deadline, and it's just baffling they never addressed the lineup. I don't know why, 
But yeah, Milwaukee in full free fall now, five games back, four and six in the last 10, despite the fact that they haven't really played uh, that hard a competition. So I, I, I don't think it's going to get any better for Milwaukee. Now they have to face the Dodgers for three straight uh, in L.A. Like, no, it's it's times are rough, Phil Milwaukee. And, and I don't think you're catching St. Louis. Yeah, like you you gave this away, it feels like. I know you didn't have that confidence that they were going to keep it anyway. Yeah, I, I, I was on the Cardinal train like for a month and a half. But the, it's pretty clear that the hater trade has affected this team in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You're... You don't have that stud closer anymore. Mm-hmm. I understand they felt their bullpen was good enough that trading an asset like that was not going to be that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Clearly it is. Yes. You can't close out a game. But also he was a guy. He was a liked guy. He was there for a while. Mm-hmm. The players liked him. Mm-hmm. And then you did nothing to not you didn't have to replace him necessarily, especially because mm-hmm. you were confident in your bullpen, mm-hmm. but you didn't do anything else. Yes. You sold. You were sellers. Mm-hmm. You led a division and you were sellers. I know. At that point. And then the team saw this and I I how you, these are human beings and I, I feel like they're affected. It's like, all right, you what are we doing here? Like I don't mm-hmm. that was my friend. That was a great player. Like we took a step back. Like I don't know, and it's hard to regroup yourself. Yeah, especially when it gets worse. Yes, it's like oh, oh crap! Look at that! Look what you did! Yeah, Devin Williams is blowing games in the ninth inning. That should have been Hater's job. Yeah, it's like now you go to you go to the dish with a mentality of like they like this team isn't we're collapsing here because of the front office. Like what am I? What can I do? And at that point, you're already out. Mm. Yeah. So this this was. A head, I mean, a head scratching trade deadline. It had to have been a situation of like they tried to make that second trade. It just never went through. They had, like I it had to be. I know they could come out and say like, no, this was exactly what we wanted. And I'll be like, you're lying to me. Like, yeah. you tell just, me, yeah, you just didn't get the deal done. Yeah, but like that's my point. It's just like under no circumstances when you had done that could you allow yourself to not get another deal done. Yeah, you you almost had to make a bad deal at that point if that's all you could do. Like I think the GM could get fired after the season. Uh, I, if they don't miss, yeah. if, they, if, they, if they miss the playoffs completely right now, by the way, they're a game and a half behind Philadelphia for the wild, for the last wild card spot. Yeah. So they're not actually even in a playoff position right now, much less as we've talked about the fact that they were leading division for a long, long time this season. Yeah. And again, there's still 40 games left and it's time to write the ship. But like, uh, St. Louis is playing it's seemingly its best ball all year. And they and one of the reasons I love St. Louis is because they had what was rated, I think, one of the easiest second half schedules. Mm. And also, like, I mean, San Diego is also not playing that well. Mm-hmm. Philly's tripped on themselves a little bit. So, but like, uh, Philly's playing all right. They have that last wild card spot right now. You're right, though. They are four and six in their last 10, but. But, like, I, they're not falling as hard as Milwaukee is. No. So. No. No, and I don't. This is. Uh, they don't. They just don't score enough damn runs. They really just don't. Yeah, you were great pitching. And you're like, you know what? Let's just get rid of that. Yeah. Let's not add. Let's just get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. Let's not address the offense yeah, at all. It's too much of that. <laughs> it's too boring. Yeah. So I, I think, I think Milwaukee's really, uh, really in trouble. And if, if you were to tell me right now, do they make the playoffs? I say no. Because I think Philadelphia's a better team. 
And when they fired Girardi, I said, I think Philly's too good for this. I think they'll rebound, and I still think they're a playoff team. And now they're in a playoff spot. I think Milwaukee misses the playoffs. Uh, Man, I loved Milwaukee. I mean, yeah, their offense is crap, but, Mm -hmm. like, I just... Something about them, I don't know. Mm. Damn. Like, this, this, this really annoyed me. Really? Like, I'm not, like, that's not my team, but it's just like, what are you doing, dude? Mm. Mm. You should be fired. Yeah, he probably should. He might get fired. If they miss the playoffs, I wouldn't be shocked if he gets fired. Because, like, I don't know. Like, it's just, yeah, what are you doing? Like, you should have made... It's not even, a, it's not even a, a circumstance where you think that the team is getting old and the window's shutting. Corbin Burns is still very young. Peralta's still very young. Like... Yeah, well, it's like, if you want to trade, if there was an idea to trade the hitters, like, all right, we got a bullpen. It's like, you're right. You have plenty of pitching. <laughs> maybe you should have maybe traded a lesser asset than one of the best closers in the game. But whatever, I'm not in the room. But you should have called the third team. Yeah. You put them in a three-team trade here. You get this, you get that, and everyone's happy. Yes. Like, why did you not have at the very least like someone else on the line like mm-hmm. we're about to trade hater and get assets like these are the assets and he's like all right well these are the assets like we so want we want this is the one that we want yeah, yeah. we're gonna pull the trigger trigger over here and then you guarantee you're in mm-hmm. and okay. okay okay like you should have got you should have had these in place yes not well we're gonna trade hater and then like someone's gonna call us uh, <laughs> or just, and he's just sitting by the phone waiting for it to ring and then it never does yeah i don't know i, I don't know it's funny that both san diego and milwaukee to me are coming out losers and yeah trade well san I mean, diego situation ain't much better milwaukee was a clear loser oh 100 at least san diego it's like oh we bought we are buyers it's just not working out yeah but i don't know be that as it may oh i feel so happy been on that St. Louis train for a while, and they're finally doing it. God, they're so boring. They're five games up on Milwaukee. What? Goldschmidt is... and Arenado are boring. Uh, I mean, how do they're... you not love Goldie? MVP. Yeah, well, Arenado's interesting. Goldschmidt, he's kind of got that trout syndrome. Oh, I know. He's all shucks. He's an all shucks. Guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just happy to be here. And it's like no offense to him. Yeah, I mean, it's well, just he's not the most interesting person. Do you think Paul Goldschmidt has ever said a swear in his life? I don't know. He's a good Christian man. Is he? Yeah, he is. Uh, I don't think him, he has. Him and Mitch Moreland hanging out <laughs> on the bayou. I don't think Goldschmidt's ever sworn in his life. Mm. Uh, man, listen, I don't know. He's he's certainly never been. Has he ever been like ever even like argue like oh that wasn't a strike up. I don't think. I think you got that wrong. But that's all right. I don't think. No, I I've, I've seen it because I watched him for years in Arizona. I don't think he ever argued with them. Dis- he might give it up a look. <laughs> He might give it an eye roll, but he, I've never actually seen him argue with an ump. Ump, I disagree, but that's all right. We'll get him next time. <laughs> Walks back to the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> Is he Southern? I just gave him a Southern accent just because you said he was Christian. <laughs> he's not Southern. Oh, where's he, where's he from? California. Oh. I think. Oh. I'm pretty sure he's from California. I might be wrong. All right. Then he probably, he's, he, he's, he's probably was. A- I didn't say he's from L.A., though. Humboldt County. Humboldt County. Uh, let's look at this. All right. Where is Paul Goldschmidt from? Where is Paul Goldschmidt from? But, like, here's the thing. I don't even find pool holes that interesting. The most interesting about him is that he lied about his age. What? Pool holes? Yeah. And everyone's like, he's going to get 700. And I'm like, no, he's not. 
I mean, he's at 692 now, man. Yeah, I know. And he had like five home runs in the last four games. Yo, he is like on fire. Yeah, that's, it's not going to happen. Oh, wait. I, I'm weird. Never mind. I should shut up. Goldschmidt was born in Delaware. Delaware? I know, right? That doesn't exist. It's not a real place. I know. Delaware. <laughs> What's that joke from Wayne's World? He's a good Catholic boy, though. Oh, good for him. <laughs> but like it's that joke from Wayne's World. It's like it's, they're talking about all these different uh, states. Like I'm from Texas. Oh, I'm from Chicago, and it's like Delaware. Hi. Oh, okay. I'm in Delaware. So he was born in Delaware, but his family moved not long after to Dallas, and then to Houston. So he did grow up in oh, Texas. Okay. Okay. Now, all right. This all makes more sense now. All right. Here's why yeah, I thought. From here's why. I, here's why California came to mind. He was originally selected in the 49th round. By the Dodgers. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I mean, a lot of baseball kids come from California. Mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger was a California kid. Yes. He looks like a California kid. But okay, he's from Texas. That makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway. They're not boring. They're so boring. No, it's Yachty's last ride. Wainwright's last one. Pools is trying for 700. Goldschmidt is... And I ab- couldn't care Goldschmidt less. is finally about to win his MVP and stamp the fact that he's oh. a future Hall of Famer. You said Alcantara is the MVP. I said of the first half. All right. Goldschmidt is winning the MVP, though. Um, in the National League. Nolan Arenado adding to a resume. Maybe maybe we look up in three, four more years and Nolan Arenado's a Hall of Famer. He might already be just because say, of the defense. I was going to say Manny Machado is probably the MVP, but no, no he hasn't had a good... Goldschmidt, go. Goldschmidt has 33 homers and over 100 knocked in. He leads the National League in almost everything. Well, Manny Machado's fallen off, too. Yes. Has he? I think I so. I think the Padres have just fallen off. I don't think Maybe. He, I don't I, think he well, has. I just haven't heard his name much recently. Because they're not winning a ton. No, but like they were iffy throughout the year, and I was still like, man, Manny Machado was going. Like the offense was like, eh, but the Manny Machado was going, going, going. Yeah, so Goldschmidt leads the National League in average on base, slugging, OPS. He is second in home runs, and, and he is second in RBIs. And they're going to give it to McCutcheon. I I never want to hear that again. <laughs> is that, that was the, one of the biggest robberies that's, ever. That's the one you were mad at? Oh, yeah. It was Goldschmidt and McCutcheon? Was yeah, it? when okay. Goldschmidt I got that bl- right. blew Good. him out of the water in every single okay. offensive category. It was either him. I couldn't remember if it was him or Stanton you were mad at. No, it was McCutcheon. I thought you, I was going to thought about making the joke. Stanton's going to win the NL MVP. No, 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 no. It was the year and that was, the Pirates were just a great story. and didn't matter that McCutcheon had probably, what, 10 less homers, didn't even drive in 100. But no, Andrew McCutcheon was the MVP and not Paul Goldschmidt. Yeah, and guess what? McCutcheon's going to do it again. Milwaukee's going to come back from the dead. McCutcheon's going to lead him. Yep. Uh, all right. We are going to take our last quick break before we get a little more football talk. A lot to talk about with the Tommy. A lot to talk about with the Tommy report today. Stick with us, guys.
And we are back here at Slow Your Roll. By the way, it was 2013 where McCutcheon had 21 homers and knocked in 86. Paul Goldschmidt, you know, he only had 36 homers, knocked in 125, hit over 300, 36 doubles. But no, 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 no. no, no. Andrew McCutcheon's the MVP. It was those two more doubles. Exactly. <laughs> those doubles. Yeah, I guess. Now yeah, you're right. Andrew had 38 doubles. Colchman at 36. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. Uh, Paul, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I also assume, like, probably, like, maybe McCutcheon won, like, a gold glove that year and stole 30 bases. Oh, I want to hear it. That's ridiculous. Listen, they had a, they're, they're looking at something, right? I don't know. Maybe his the war. story. Maybe he had a better war. It was the story. It was the story. Right, what was the wars? All right. Anyway, moving on. So Patrick Mahomes had an interview with Peter King recently. Wait, I thought it was what Lamar. No, that's after. Is it that? All right, I wrote him in the wrong order. <laughs> Whatever. No, no, no. Patrick Mahomes. So Patrick Mahomes had an interview with Peter King recently. Um, and in that, you know, Peter King talked about, you know, you ever see anything online where people talk about that you're underpaid, you could have got more money, and he's like, I know that you've clapped back at that. And Patrick said. Patrick basically said, "You son of a bitch." All right, fine. You texted right. me the wrong order. All right. Well, I'm sorry, but anyway. But Patrick basically said, "You know, you can't worry about that kind of stuff. I'm making enough money. Trust me. Uh, if I was mad about how much money I'm making, there's something wrong with me. And at the end of the day, I'm in this for winning, and legacy matters more than anything else. And you know what? It's refreshing to hear. Now, he's still getting paid a ton of money. He is not Tom Brady by any means." Who made himself what, like the twenty third, twenty fourth, like highest paid quarterback at one point for multiple seasons, barely a cap hit at all. So let's not like get it twisted. Patrick's not he's not like Brady level about this. But it was refreshing to hear that someone still was like, no, it doesn't matter. Winning still matters more. And I don't understand this. How does not how does no one figure this out yet? Dak Prescott to me is the biggest offender of this. You're the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Just being the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys will make you way more money than just what you just make on your contract. How about win more games? But now, up, oh, we can't afford Amari Cooper. We got to let him go. Can't afford Randy Gregory anymore. Got to let him go. Can't afford Cedric Wilson. Got to let him go. Now you're faced with a not great weapons, an aging O-line, and a defense that probably won't be as special as it's been before. And you could have, uh, you know, prevented a lot of this if you just hadn't taken the most money. You can make these guys end up making more money off the field than they actually make it with their football contracts. And if you win games, you will be able to make more money off the field. You are the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. He already makes a ton of money in endorsements. How many more would he make if he had, you know, maybe double the playoff wins and made a Super Bowl or at least got close to a Super Bowl? What if he beat Aaron Rodgers once in a, in, a, in a playoff game? Like, you'd make more money off the field. It's not that hard. Being the quarterback just for the Dallas Cowboys will make you more money off the field. So it was refreshing to hear from Mahomes. More guys should think like this because you can make tons of money off the field yeah. if you win more games. Uh, yeah. But how does Tom do it every year? How does Brady do it? <laughs> well, that's, I mean, I was going to bring up, I did see a meme uh, a while ago. Um, of like how like Tom Brady takes these pay cuts 
Mm -hmm. And these quarterbacks take 30, 40 million dollars. But Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl and they're like, oh my God, how does he do it? Um, Because he he sacrificed. And his wife, he's got a rich wife. That helps. That helps. Yeah. That helps him be like, all right. But but he makes so much money off the field. Yes. Yeah. Um, And here's the thing. And he's going to make so much money as an analyst and he hasn't even won yet. Yeah. Um, But here's the thing. Because we talked about this last night. He brought it up. um, And it's like, I don't think... When I look at my Patrick Mahomes, I don't sit there and go like, "Why wow, you fucking excuse me, you greedy pig?" Like, I don't think that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. But when you set a record with your contract, mm-hmm. I'm just a little bit like, like I'll give you that look of like, "Come on, man!" When you come out and then say like, "Money doesn't matter; it's about winning." And I know he didn't specifically say money doesn't. He matter. said he said In- making the most. Yeah. So, and I I don't think he's got the greed level of a Kyler Murray or a Dak, who I like a lot of the time, but Dak, Dak was very greedy about his contract talks. Or an Aaron Rodgers. Or an Aaron Rodgers. And also, now here's the thing about Aaron and Mahomes, though. They are in a position where I think they get a little more leash about being greedy greedy in quotations mm-hmm. because they've both won super bowls they've both won mvps mm-hmm. like you've contributed mm-hmm. so i understand after a certain point it's just like all right this is a violent sport i want to make sure i'm well off mm-hmm. for this because this could end at any moment let's just let's just get my money because i've done it i've done the thing um i just have the problem it's like like i just kind of in the back of my head i'm like all right patrick like you say that because you've already got the money and you probably make a boatload of cash off the field as well, so he doesn't have to worry about it that much. You're right, um, especially quarterbacks, especially mm-hmm. quarterbacks. I mean, that's the sexiest position. Mm-hmm. They're generally very handsome. They get beat up the least. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to advertise them. Um, most of them can read. Uh, so there it is. <laughs> uh, that, that one might get some backlash. <laughs> that probably would. I'm not implying anyone can't read. I'm just saying... Quarterbacks are generally the smartest on the field. Yes. So, and some of them can't read. Mm. Um, so, like, I just, I don't like, and yeah, it's refreshing. It's mm. easy to say, though. Mm. And like you said, like, oh, he could have got more money. They all ask for more money. Mm. And they should. That's part of how you negotiate. Yes, but negotiate. I, think, I think you can tell when guy, a guy has squeezed the most out of it. Dak absolutely squeezed the most amount of money he ever could have gotten. Aaron Rodgers squeezed the most amount of money he ever could have gotten. Aaron wanted to make sure he was the highest paid quarterback. But Aaron's, the at, Aaron's at the very end, so I don't. I don't. How hate much Aaron money Rod- does he make with State Farm? You oh, think? What? So why? So uh, how about how about win another Super Bowl, who do you bro? Think makes more Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers from State Farm? I bet they make the same. Okay. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers. Actually, no. I, bet I don't you, think Aaron Rodgers will put up with that. I think Aaron makes more because now that I think about it, <laughs> he's been I, there longer. He's been there longer, and I feel like he's in more commercials. And I feel like half the commercials Patrick's in, Aaron's in too. Like I feel like Aaron's more the official spokesman. Mm. Discount double check. Yeah, discount double check. Exactly. Um, so you know, I, I take that back. I definitely think Aaron Rodgers makes more. Okay, but but like I made that point of like Aaron Rodgers has, you know, he's only won one Super Bowl, but he technically has done it all. There's nothing left to, you know. You can uh, I don't know. Maybe win some more playoff games. Ah, uh, he 
doesn't care about does he have anymore. a 50 is he even he just he, cares about the vibes is bro. he is he a 500 record in the playoffs or is he even under that now he might even be I under that i now. do not know yeah do i actually hold on you gotta look up his playoff record no i still have those debate notes from oh big ben and aaron Rodgers. yeah i might have those records okay but anyway i think it was refreshing to hear especially when you have to hear about kyler murray and his thing which like i again i defended arizona for paying him but at the same time like kyler you haven't earned much yet you haven't done a ton maybe you should care a little bit more about winning more games but be that as it may i don't know yeah listen i don't think patrick's the greediest i'm just a little i'm a little like all right it's not all about winning would would he he said in that interview but winning makes you more money he said in that interview (laughs) but they don't think that do you really think kyler murray's thinking that clearly he's not no i don't know why they're not he's thinking about double xp weekends for call of duty but anyway the point is, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Uh, oh, he, he said in that, the beginning of that interview, they talked about Tyreek Hill. And, like, they sat down Patrick Mahomes. And, like, this is the, this is the process. This is the ideas. We're going we're gonna to bring on these people. And he's like, okay, would he still have Tyreek Hill? Yes. If he didn't take that contract? Probably. Probably. Although Casey's pretty well run. And maybe Casey would have been like, even if they had the money, been like, Tyreek, we're not paying you that. Now they did, now here's the thing they did some of that bill thing like all right we're gonna get rid of them a year early not a year late yeah and you, you know, know what? I, I I'll take back what I said I would Kansas City have kept more defensive pieces or O line or things oh, like that defense that? would have been fixed long ago yes hundred percent but when it comes to Tyreek Hill I'll I'll push back actually I think even if they weren't paying Mahomes I don't think they would have paid Tyreek. Uh, I, I think it probably, at the very least, it made him need to be cast out earlier than... 30 years old, predicated on speed, and a diva. KC seems a little well-run for me, for them to be like, oh yeah, we'll fork over all that money. I don't think so. Mm, I think they probably might have still wanted to hold on for like a year or two. Maybe, but I don't think Tyreek would have put up with that. I don't know. Tyreek would have been like, I want my contract or I'm holding out. You're not franchise tagging me. No. All right. I that sure. I don't he's, think he's that on. guy. Yeah, he is that guy. <laughs> but all right, did you ever find the Aaron Rodgers thing? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't, I, right. I don't get those stats. Okay, that's fine. At least not in my iPad. All right, I'm from sure. that, we'll move on to the next one. Do you have a lot to say about the Lamar extension? Because I want I want a videotape for you. Why? I don't know. I'll go on Instagram. All right, just because. I mean, I was. I, could, I feel like you would have a lot to say about this. Why? Because we've talked about this, and we were both kind of not in the Lamar camp all that much. We think he's limited. But now with all this money, other guys are getting paid. Baltimore's between a rock and a hard place. Lamar wants all this money guaranteed. Like, I thought that you might have have some thoughts uh, on this. All right. Well, the thing is about, like, the market right now, and it's like... Wait, you it? Oh, yeah. I use my iPad for this. Yes. But anyway, so it has come out since the Deshaun Watson stuff that Lamar wants his contract extension fully guaranteed. And it's one of the most interesting and tricky ones for me I think I've ever seen. Because he does win a lot of games. He's won an MVP. And he won an MVP. Now, he won the MVP a lot because his legs. Yeah. And that's, you know, you like the dynamic quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the market is a little busted mm-hmm. in the quarterback. I mean, the market's busted everywhere, it seems, in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers are getting paid too much. Quarterbacks are getting paid too much now. Um, but, like, the thing is, we talked about, I don't know the figures exactly, but we talked about, like, if he's making, I don't know, $25 million a year, like, all right, I guess, like, you can take that 
and then you could try to build around him because that's Brady was in the beginning of his career was more like fifteen million, but then he got later he's getting close to the twenty. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't. Here's the thing: I don't think you'll ever be able to talk him under twenty five million. I don't think you'll be able to talk him under thirty million now, mm-hmm. to be honest. And like, but he's not his arm is definitely not worth that. No. Um. So, and at that point, like the twenty five million is best case scenario. But like I said, I don't think he'll do that. And even like if you can get that, then you can build him up around him. You just got rid of Brown, so it's getting worse for the meantime. I don't know if if that's part of the plan. Let's ruin it for this year. So when we talk to him in the off season, be like, bro, you kind of sucked. You're not worth thirty million. I don't know if that's the scheme here. If they're playing some forty chess with their own quarterback, um, but probably not. You're being ridiculous, though. He's going to get paid way more than twenty five million a year. Well, that's first the thing. Off, first off, no, I'm saying like we used- have now actually come out that he was offered more money than Kyler Murray got. What? So the Ravens already put that on the table. However, I mean, Lamar wants his money fully guaranteed. Listen, I know he won an MVP and he's made playoffs and actually wins games, but like he can't sit there and look in the mirror every day. Like he can't, he can't literally after the play and like yes, MVP. He can't look in the mirror every day and be like, I'm the man. I mean, he can, but not as an NFL quarterback. So Watson is getting paid forty-six million a year. Lamar seeks to make more than that. No, the reason Lamar's was, offer on the table is he wants to get paid fifty million a year with all the money fully guaranteed. No, the reason I brought up the twenty-five million is because I don't remember the specific numbers, but we talked about it like oh, yeah. even a year ago. Mm-hmm. These were some of the numbers we thrown out, but since then it's it's been busted jacked way up with 50 million dollar a year contracts and <laughs> yeah. i don't remember the, exactly how it was i think 37 million for a year oh yeah for kyler yes it was upper 30s yeah um so that's the thing like he's not worth 30 million but that's where the market is mm-hmm. and that's uh i don't know this is the year to draft a quarterback is it not yes so baltimore's not gonna be bad enough to have one of those picks though you don't think any of them will fall? I mean, if you well, traded Lamar, maybe. Well, because here's the thing about that. Oh, sure, you can stuff, uh, move up, stuff like that. But, like, a lot of player p- teams seemed like they have their guy. Mm-hmm. Jets, uh, Bills, Patriots all feel like they have their guy. Mm-hmm. I know the Dolphins don't. I mean, some of them think they do. Some, of them, But, like, um, Pittsburgh has their guy. Mm. Cleveland has their guy. Cincinnati has their guy. You can go like pretty much like most teams feel like they have their guy. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know how many quarterbacks are supposed to be in this next draft, but like, I don't, I don't know. Could work. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, if you trade Lamar, well, there's another guy. Mm-hmm. That's on a team that has a, their guy, they feel. Mm-hmm. I stopped it. Okay. This hasn't been going for I want, I want you. To, I want you to start it up again because I'm going to ask you right now. Okay. He wants more than Watson, but let's say, let's say the final offer on the table and Lamar's willing to take it. Same as Watson. $46 million a year, all fully guaranteed. Hell no. If you're Baltimore, no. No. Now explain why not. Because, well, here's the thing. Deshaun Watson is a terrible locker room person. Oh, Watson shouldn't have gotten that. But he is just so talented that you can justify a 30 to $40 million contract. His arm is great. He has the mo- not quite the mobility of Lamar Jackson, but he is one of the more mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm. He has MVP potential. He can absolutely lead a team to the uh, 
playoffs. He did it with the Texans. <laughs> Lamar Jackson has a spaghetti arm. He's Johnny Damon in center field trying to hit the cutoff, man. Just doesn't – it's just not – he's not an NFL quarterback. He can throw a ball better than me, but I suck. He – and that's – that is – that's what a quarterback is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You want him to move the ball down the field any means necessary, handing it off, running himself, throwing it. But in today's NFL, you prefer to throw it. It's faster. It can be way more efficient. It can be way healthier for your players. Mm-hmm. And it just – Having that threat with your quarterback, mm-hmm. all the things, the other things should be secondary. Mm. Oh, we can run. But as we always, that's the thing about Russell Wilson. Like, especially when he first came up, he was very mobile. We have to, we have to uh, contain him. But at any moment, he could light you up mm-hmm. with uh, throwing to, I mean, God knows who back when. I don't mm. even remember his receivers from that Super Bowl win. Baldwin. All right, that was one. <laughs> um, but like it, for the most part, he was kind of had that Tom Brady factor. He was uh, uh, making his receivers better. Mm. So he's just his. Lamar doesn't do that. The arm is what makes the quarterback worth all the money. Aaron Rodgers is not worth fifty million dollars. No quarterback's worth fifty million dollars. But damn, is his arm dynamic. So there's some justification with overpaying him. Mm. Kyler Murray is a cancer in the locker room, but he can chuck it downfield. So there is some justification. With how with paying him some money, mm. Patrick Mahomes has an incredible arm. Mm. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, even Matt Ryan can still throw the ball mm-hmm. better than Lamar. It's about the arm, and he just ain't got it. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, listen, I'm I'm, and I. This is why I'm not consistent on this. Every situation is different. I was pro paying Kyler. I am not pro paying Lamar this because. Baltimore is a great run organization. He has never he has never been handed chaos. He's never really had to overcome the organization. He's always had great pieces around him. Now, I know people try and say the wide receiver perimeter talent hasn't been fantastic, but I would argue this. Even if it was fantastic, would Lamar really be able to accurately and consistently get them the ball down the field? No. Not down the field. No, exactly. So I don't think and if that's the only thing you're complaining about, you have a great head coach, a great O line a offensive coordinator tailored to what you are good at and a good defense every single year. If you were given all four of those things, you can't bitch that just because maybe I didn't get that one. You Nobody gets everything in the NFL. You don't get it all. Yeah. So to Let's pay a guy arms. 40 plus million dollars fully guaranteed, who I think we've clearly now seen over the past year, year and a half, I think has hit a certain ceiling when it comes to developing as a passer that I don't know if he will ever overcome. He'll win a ton of games, but I don't think you could ever depend on him in the playoffs to ever get you to the promised land. I think there's a hard cap on what he could do and then add into the fact that he runs so much. There's always the injury factory. I just can't pay him. I can't do it. And I will have confidence in my organization that I will be able to find another one or get a veteran quarterback or figure something out, but I don't think I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, the Raven organization, the Ravens organization is too good. You are in the business of trying to compete for Super Bowls. Mm. Just making the playoffs isn't good enough for you guys. Sure. And I mean, it's just a final thought of like, he's not the most fragile person, mm-hmm. but you're right. He does run a lot. So that's always, there's always a risk there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why the running back, there's no longevity unless your name is Frank Gore. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and I didn't even mind, like I talked about before, 
I didn't mind if Lamar was Baltimore's guy. It's just the market is too broken at this point. You can't you can't pay that guy with that lack of arm talent that much money because he'll never stretch the field. And if you got him for cheaper, and then all right, we got a lot of quick guys that can make quick cuts. Oh yeah, and we'll we'll chip away down the field. I didn't mind that. If I could pay him twenty five, it's worth it. But the market is broken. I can't pay him forty five. I can't do it. The market broke. It did. All right. With that, we are getting ready to finish this up. But Jesse, take it away with the Tommy report. Yeah. Tom Brady has been missing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, don't record this too. Okay. Tommy's fun. Tommy's always fun. Okay. So yeah, Tom Brady has been missing for like two weeks. He was supposed to only miss the Miami game, and then he ended up missing the Tennessee game too. Mm-hmm. Um, and where has he been? Where is my man Tommy been? He's supposed to come back today. We don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in the Bahamas with his fam. Now, we speculated before the show, was this a pre-planned trip that he made when he was retired? And Giselle's like, well, you have to go. And he's like, all right. Or, and what I more think it actually is, because Tom Brady looks so depressed in camp, I really think he's just like, I'm going away. I'm leaving. I don't care. We're going to be fine. I'm Tom Brady. But the Bucks are not fine. Because if you look at the Bucks, uh, their O-line... Is dying. Yeah. Yo, they, they're, they're dropping like flies. Now, best case, best one is Tristan Wirfs. He's only day-to-day, but, like, it's an oblique strain. Uh, their guard, Aaron Stinney? Stiney? Not 100% sure. Uh, he's out. ACL, MCL tear. Out. He was supposed to be, they thought he was going to be the starting guard. He was going to win that job. Mm. And then their center, Ryan Jensen, he's out indefinitely with a knee injury. So, now... We said, or Dom said to me before the show, it doesn't matter. He's Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He's been there a couple of years at this point. It doesn't matter that much. I don't know about that. You need to get acclimated with this line, this ever-changing line now. I think you should get acclimated with um, the Russell Gage the, and the wide receivers you brought in and the other assets you brought in. The, I mean, you, your running back is fat, and only <laughs> one is returning. Mm. Um so this this changes here to this offense. You gotta get a, and like that's just not a good look. You look terrible to your teammates. Like you real you are you showing so much that you don't want to be here. Mm. And that looks bad. All right, they'll still follow him into the into the darkness because he's Tom Brady. But like they'll be like, man, I don't know if you're as all in. Yeah, I don't know. I I really don't think it's an. <coughs> I really think it's a non-issue. I think clearly he had a pre-planned vacation with his family, probably while he was still retired, and he didn't want to get rid of it. And I don't think Tom Brady, with largely the same offensive pieces, the same offensive system, really needed that 11 days of his millionth training camp. And two preseason games, he probably really wasn't going to play in anyway. I did put this up on our Twitter. So I said, do you think... Do you think Brady missing the 11 days of training camp to go on a pre-planned family vacation to the Bahamas is a big deal? So far, 78% of people say no. Really? Yes. I didn't vote yet, so. I know you didn't vote yet, so I'm sure you'll change the numbers at least a little bit. But, yeah, right now, now, the greater public says no. And I actually, I want to give a credit to the greater public so far because I thought most people would say yes. Well, I don't think this is a big deal. I really don't. The Bucks certainly aren't making a big deal. Well, why, I mean, why could you can't? Even Todd if you Bowles, were mad about it. Todd Bowles has been asked several times. It's just like, oh, I don't know when he's coming back, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. He'll be here. 
Um, I, actually, I have a tweet from uh, AB, Antonio Brown. He's he's he doesn't like this. Mm. Um, so I his, I got two tweets for you. One is the AB tweet, and one is the translation. Mm. Um, Tom Brady manipulate the game, gets fourteen days, go home, get his mind right. LOL. Now you see the difference. Put that shit on. Mm. All right, here's the translation. <laughs> okay, so if you didn't understand that, here's what that means. Here's here's Antonio speak. Yeah, here's what this means. <clears throat> it's funny how Tom Brady controls the entire NFL and gets off until August 20, 20th due to personal reasons. I hope you all see the difference with how the Buccaneers treat him compared to how they treated me. Okay, Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think he would get this treatment if he ripped his shirt off, flipped off the organization, and started walking off the field in the middle of a game. However, if Tom Brady did that, I still don't think he would get the treatment Antonio Brown did get. Well, I mean, he AB has, also has another, a bunch of other stuff. He has but. a little bit of a point, but AB has a history. Yes. And on all, like Tom Brady has somewhat earned this. I do think he's overstepping. Mm. Now, whether it, matters, like, whether it matters or not to his team and to the franchise... This is overstepping. Okay. You just like... You peace out to the Bahamas. Screw camp. Screw the game. Screw the preseason games. I'm going with my fam to the Bahamas (laughs) because this sucks. Uh, I don't know. I I, I think it's a non-issue. Anyway. Uh, Let's talk about the Bucs a little bit more real quick now. They've lost three guys on the offensive line. Yes. Brady is 45 years old and was never mobile even to start with. Yeah. How troubling is this? This could be this could be the end. This could be this, this. Oh well, I don't think it'll be the end because the division is so bad. Well, I mean like But of your Super he could Bowl get hurt. Chan- Oh, he could. And of your Super Bowl chances, if these guys don't come back, I mean, how's that how how did your old line do last year well, against is, uh Aaron Donald and the boys from Los Angeles already? One is out for the year. Yes, I know. One is out indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um I mean even um who was the who was the Patriots when they brought in? Jack Mason. Jack Mason. I even hear like he's a little, like he's not, he's still in camp, but he's a little banged up. Mm. So he's not 100%. I've heard that too. So that's four guys. Yeah. And yeah, one's day to day. One's <laughs> just a little banged up. I'm sure they'll be fine. But like, I mean, at this point, you you tell Shaq, maybe you go to the Bahamas for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's, yeah, he should be the one on vacation. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah, this. An offensive line is always like that is always a risk for your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Made even more so by the fact that he's on unmo- not mobile. And made even more so by the fact that he's an old man. <laughs> um, so and yeah, I know he's pliable, but like I don't know, you get crunched fifteen to twenty times a game. And Tom is so over it. Week after week, Tom after will week. fall down over anything now too. That's that is true. <laughs> yeah, I just be like, oh damn, I'm ah. gonna fall. I'm facing interior pressure at, at like any sort of interior pressure at all. I'm a fall down. Yeah, and then they, <laughs> they literally the tackle is them running by and slapping him on the shoulder pad. Yeah, actually he he tries to like move the head into it, and if they slap him on the helmet, it's, then they gain 15 and, yards. Yeah, uh, that's funny. So no, I, I I think they're in a lot of trouble. Fortunately, NFC is weak, and they're in a terrible division. They're in a division you could make the argument is even worse than the East. Um, but we'll um, see. I think the Saints have. I think the Saints have a little bit left in the tank. So I don't think it's going to be as bad as people think. But it could. Well, it could be people a are, horrendous division. People are suddenly being like, you know what? I don't. We don't think the Panthers are going to be as bad as we thought. I mean, I didn't think so either. But we'll see. And also, like, I, I don't think they'll be good at all. But I like 
kind of what the offseason the Falcons have had. Mm. Now, I think that's more like you're building for the future and you won't really be good now, but. Yeah. It's a pretty weak division. Right could be now. an Orioles situation. It's pretty, it's pretty bad. It's like, oh, look I would say the Phillies better than any of the other teams, though, in Tampa's division. The Eagles. Philly? Yeah, the Eagles. In Tampa's division? Yeah. Other than oh, Tampa oh, you're, Bay. Okay, you're saying Philly is better than any other team. Okay. I, yeah. I, I, I thought Phil- you meant like Philly is the second best team in that division. I'm like, they're not in that division. Oh, no, no, but no. But no, I, no, I, yeah. I understand. Okay, okay, you get my point. I understand now. Now, yes, the Giants are probably the worst of any of the teams if you compare those two divisions, though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they're bad. Thing. Like, I, I think the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers will win some games here and there, yes. at the very least. Oh, yeah. All right. Getting ready to wrap this up. Darwin Award. Jesse, do you want to announce this one? Because I saw him play the other day. Yeah. Well, we... Why don't you videotape this? Too? Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's going to be a lot of you on the Instagram I'm going to tell everyone about what I said. Uh, <laughs> my gosh. All I right. mean, I'll censor it. Please. please. <laughs> All right. Drum roll, please. This week's Darwin Award winner is... Marcelo Zuna. Why? Congratulations. He did... This is the second worst thing he's ever done. <laughs> Is drunk drive. And only a, a year apart, too. Yeah. Like, this is, I mean, it's a little later. It's a little bit over 365 you gotta, you, days. You got to lay low a little longer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you see the video? No, I haven't yet. Uh, I mean, he's not, like, the drunkest athlete I've ever seen getting pulled over. But it's, it was that arrogance oh, of, I'm, I'm Ozuna from the Braves. <laughs> and, he, and then he gave him, I found out MLB IDs are a thing. Because yeah. that's what he gave him. He gave the police his MLB ID. Oh, that's really, that seems stupid. It's like, hey, I'm a baseball player. Like, <laughs> like giving them, give them the puppy eyes. Like, I'm a baseball player for the city. <laughs> no, bro. You're a woman beater. Um, <laughs> and now a drunkard. Right after you got benched. So, like, it actually, he, he was in town not that long ago. Yeah. August. I saw him on August 10th. Um, Braves were in town. He got to play. And I was close. I was very close. I was right behind the dugout. And, oh, man, I gave this man hell. And I was so happy to do it. Every time he was up at the plate um, yelling that he's a woman beater, because he is. He did that last year. Remember? We're surprised he's even in the league. He I, was know, sounded, I kind of thought he was going to go to jail. Yeah. He was, they were talking real jail time. Yes. And now he's just playing. Uh, not, not now. Actually, he played yesterday. He did. Nothing can bring this. Nothing can bring this man down I seems he's still gonna play but when I was at the game uh, if Atlanta wasn't in a playoff race I bet they'd cut him <laughs> probably <laughs> but um when I was at the game I was giving this man hell anytime he came up to the dugout railing like I immediately started yelling at him when he hit that he hit a, he hit a bomb he hit a home run and after he comes up to the to the the gate and I I, I let him have it I was like Marcel you hit that ball hard the only thing you hit harder was your girlfriend um, I kept. I was always asking where his girlfriend was. He hit a rocket. Oh, he at the girl. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> you know the girls on the side that like yeah. they get the foul balls and they give them to the fans. Yeah. He hit a rocket right at one of the girls. Made a great play, by the way. Nice pick. Um, could have been a first baseman. Better than Bobby. Um, and I, I immediately stood up and I was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa! You trying to hit her? You trying to hit this woman? Ah, uh, like he's just he can't help himself at any moment, all the time. Uh, and I, I know he can hear me because I was like. 10 feet from the man and he would go up to the dugout railing I'd yell at him and he'd immediately go back down and not show his face for like 15 minutes I wanted to ruin this man's day and he ruined mine by with the home run but whatever Marcelo Zuna what a terrible human being 
What a terrible man. I just also think from Darwin wise, it's just funny, like a year later. Yeah, like how could Like you, a year later. You didn't think like Also, bro, you get paid a good amount of money. Yeah. Like Uber. A good amount of money. An Uber's not gonna break your bank. No. You could pay for a personal driver. I don't understand any of these athletes who ever get caught with DUIs. Are you no. serious? Like I, if you were to tell me if you were to tell me I could have all the money in the world and I could get drunk and not have to drive myself, I'd be like, hell yeah. I'm I mean, never happy about having to drive myself home after a night out. Well, Even if I'm okay to drive, I still don't want to do it. I get it a little bit. You know, less so for like baseball and hockey players because of just how much they have to go through to get. Like, you know, baseball players make it to the major leagues generally like after 25. Yeah. If at all. Yes. So they're generally like... They're not superstars. Like, football players and basketball players, like, they are the guys real quick. And, like, speaking of getting um, arrested for drunk driving, uh, there's a great quote by Marshawn, great quote by Marshawn Lynch, who recently got um, pulled out of a car for drunk driving. Um, but I'll use his quote. Because he was someone, he had nothing growing up, got drafted, and he said, the, I don't remember the exact quote, but it's like, I went from having one hoodie that I wore every day to being a millionaire within one year. What do you think is going to happen? Mm. So that is, I see that with the athletes. Again, less so with baseball players because of what they, how long it takes them to become a superstar. Mm-hmm. But when you go from high school, college, being poor, and I know like these college superstar athletes actually were making money for but years. But at least the football players, I can at least see the football players' perspective, even the smart ones of like, their, their money doesn't last forever usually. Baseball is different. It's but that's, all fully guaranteed. And the minute you get a contract. But that's like, the mentality of like they they get this money. They get everyone knows their name out of nowhere. And they just think they're suddenly invincible. Mm. So it's like, all right, I'll just I've, I've drank driving before. Like now I'm a superstar. Of course I can drunk drive now. Mm. Well, now you got a loud car <laughs> that's painted yellow and red. Um, and that goes really fast. Yeah. So now you're a target. Yeah. So stupid. Yeah, no, like, I can sit here and call him an idiot, but, like, I didn't get famous at 19. Yeah. So it's easier, but, uh, yeah, it's like, with the come Azu- on, bro. But with the Azuna one, he has no excuse. No, like... He, he is far too old. Oh, yeah. He's been famous for a long time, and you were just in trouble a year ago. Yeah, like, behave. Yeah, that's and stupid. I know you were... You s- gotta lay low longer than that. You were sad you got benched, but, like, I don't know, cry to the Uber driver. Yes, they benched me. I'm Ozuna. Here's my MLB ID. Yeah. Stupid. Darwin Award winner, Marcelo Ozuna. All right. And a woman beater. Don't forget <laughs> about that. And with that, that has been in for this week of Slow Your Roll at Slow Your Roll on Twitter. Answer our poll, guys. Did we give him a Darwin before? No, I think that was right before we were doing the show. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> answer the poll, guys. At Slow Your Roll on Twitter, at Slow Your Roll on Instagram for clips from the show and slowyroll.com for links to full episodes articles and all the news in sports have a great rest of your week ladies and gentlemen